Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in today to my phone ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is October 24th, 2021. Today's song is I Stand Amazed by Candy Pearson Shelton. I hope that you bring up the song and listen to it with lyrics and sing to God's ears. It's such a beautiful, beautiful song. Because literally, I stand amazed, and I know that you do too. I'm going to continue reading in Romans, and we're on chapter 4, and I apologize I haven't been coming on. I, I always say I'm going to try to come on sooner, and I, and then I don't, and I, I, I just hope that you stick with me. I'm going to go ahead. I want to start each time also before I start reading with a prayer, and so let us pray. Lord, we come before you with thanksgiving in our hearts. Although we are all going through troubles of all kinds, we thank you that you let us know that we would have troubles ahead of time so we could prepare our hearts and our minds and our souls to go through these troubles with you. We lift every need up to you, for you know the desires of our hearts. Lord, we ask that you give us peace to power through these times of uncertainty. There are so many, including myself, that are mindful of the evil that's going on in the world. You have asked us to stay out of the world's view and to fix our eyes on you. Things are getting worse. And I recognize that you are weeding your garden. And I, I pray that we all recognize that you are weeding your garden. Help us to always keep a song in our hearts and help us to endure and persevere. In Jesus' name, amen. Before I start reading chapter 4, I just want to give a, just briefly talk on Abraham. I want to just, because chapter 4 goes into talking a little bit more about Abraham or brings up Abraham again in chapter 4. Abraham, his name was Abraham, and his wife's name was Sarai in the beginning. It's important for me to note that Abraham was 75 years old when God called him out of the land of Ur of the Chaldeans. 75! So God can call us at any age, at any time, and from any place. I mean, the Chaldeans, they were... It doesn't say that Abraham practiced this, but the Chaldeans were worshipers of the stars. They were... Uh, I want to say into astronomy and astrology, into magic as well. And so God, he calls that family out of Ur and Abraham is 75. And, and God tells Abraham that um, he is going to be the father of all nations. And Abraham is 75 years old and he doesn't have any children at this point. But Abraham believed God and God considered Abraham righteous. 
so and he even tells Abraham when he takes him out outside he says look up at the stars and count the stars if you can even do so because you know there are so many stars nobody knows the number but he tells him that that will be the number of stars are going to be the number of Abraham's descendants I find it ironic that God uses the stars to communicate with Abraham you know coming out of the land of Ur where they worship the stars so okay so Abraham was credited as being righteous by God because Abraham believed God that God would make him the the father of all nations but Sarah Sarai she wasn't able to conceive so imagine Abraham really had a strong belief Sarah wasn't able to conceive so Sarah gives her maid Hagar to Abraham to conceive a son to conceive a son to have a child through Hagar and Abraham gets her pregnant Hagar and Hagar has a son Ishmael but Jesus doesn't come from the bloodline of Ishmael or Hagar so at this point then Abraham God has a covenant of circumcision with Abraham and Abraham's 99 years old by this time and he makes a covenant with Abraham where he breathes new life into him really he puts Abraham in a deep sleep I'm not going to go into because um, I can't really remember the um, God brought in some um, spotless sacrifices um, where he did a burnt offering he, he, he did a he did something uh, maybe I'll come on another time and read exactly what God did but what he was basically doing was he was breathing a new life um, into Abraham he's now not Abram but he's Abraham and Sarai is not Sarai anymore she's Sarah and they're new people now and now with and then he says I'm going to give now we're going to do a, a, a covenant of circumcision and now you're going to circumcise yourself and Ishmael and all the men, all the men that, that are there with you and even the, the, the slaves and the, um, everyone is to be circumcised. And I'm thinking to myself at this time that the circumcision of the flesh is now you're going to be now now you'll you know this is a a symbol or a sign that you're now going to um um follow me and so he tells abraham you know that he's going to have a son and and um at this time abraham is 100 sarah's 90 and they're really trusting you know at first they're thinking okay how he's saying how can I have a son in my old age and and Sarah's well well beyond childbearing years but God says I'm promising you this son and you're going to have the son and you're going to name him Isaac and um, he is going to be established um, Isaac for he's going to establish Isaac and his covenant with Isaac for an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him but he, and he also does bless Ishmael, and Ishmael goes on to have, uh, he's a father of uh, 12 kings, and it's a whole nother bloodline, and um, 
um, Jesus' bloodline, it, it's following Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Jacob, he then renames it, um, Israel. And then through Israel comes the 12 nations, the 12 tribes. Anyway, I, I probably shared a little more than I had planned on there, but it's kind of just a little back backstory on um, that the words might make a little more sense now that when I read um, chapter 4. Okay, so chapter 4. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, was found? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wage is not credited as a favor, but as what is due. But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing on the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works, blessed are those whose lawless deeds have been forgiven and whose sins have been covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will not take into account. Is this blessing then on the circumcised or on the uncircumcised also? For we say faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it credited? While he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had while uncircumcised, so that he might be the father of all who believe without being circumcised, that righteousness might be credited to them. I'll go ahead and pause there. So, Abraham believed God and had faith in God, while uncircumcised and God credited to Abraham um, that he was righteous. So that's why Paul goes into saying here that he, he's, he notes here, he answers the question, not while circumcised, but, but while uncircumcised. And then the, the sign of circumcision is a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had while uncircumcised. So he, he's, he was sealed because he had the faith. And then in, we read, I believe it was in chapter 2, about circumcision of the heart. Now those, uh, since Jesus came down from heaven and was born of the Virgin Mary and was flesh and then he was crucified, died and was buried and now he's back in heaven. Now we have this, the Holy Spirit lives with us and so now it's, the, it's a circumcision of the heart. So anybody that believes in Jesus has his spirit and the Holy Spirit does a circumcision of the heart so it's no longer of the flesh and everything that happens in the Old Testament 
now in the New Testament, the Old Testament was a foreshadow of what's coming into the New Testament. The New Testament, it's a circumcision of the heart. It doesn't matter if somebody is circumcised of the flesh. If they don't believe in Jesus and have the circumcision of the heart, they're not getting into heaven. So many are still in the, of the mindset that the Messiah hasn't returned and they're still circumcising people, believing that they're following um, and, and going into heaven and they're not. You got to believe in Jesus. It's very, it's very, very important. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and continue here. And the father of circumcision, oh, I'm going to read... Let me go up to the beginning of the sentence in which it was kind of a long. I'm just going to read a little bit before that. In verse 11, and he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had while uncircumcised, so that he might be the father of all who believe without being circumcised, that righteousness might be credited to them. And the father of circumcision to those who not only are of the circumcision, but who also follow in the steps of the faith of our father Abraham, which he had while uncircumcised. For the promise to Abraham or to his descendants that he would be heir of the world was not through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. I'm going to pause there. It's important to remember or to note here that Moses hasn't come on the scene yet. God has not been with Moses and given Moses the Ten Commandments. And Moses wrote the law, which is the first, the Old Testament. Abraham was credited as having righteousness before circumcision, but also before the law. And he, where it's, I'm going to read it again. For the promise to Abraham or to his descendants that he would be heir of the world was not through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So the law comes after Abraham. Verse 14, For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void, and the promise is nullified. For the law brings about wrath, but where there is no law, there also is no violation. I'll go ahead and pause there. Now there are many in the Middle East that follow the law to the letter, or, or they think they do, but nobody I've said in other messages, nobody can follow the law because Jesus is the only one that is spotless and can follow the law to the letter. But a lot of people think the law, that they're justified by the law and by following the law and they can get into heaven, but they can't. We have to have, this is saying then the promise is nullified and Jesus is the promise he, faith in Jesus is what's, what is important. We, the law, the people that follow the law, they make faith void. So 
and then plus the law brings about wrath. You you can't nobody can get into heaven following the law. You have to have faith. You have to have the faith in Jesus. So I'll continue here, verse 16. For this reason it is by faith, in order that it may be in accordance with grace, so that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Go ahead and pause there. There were a lot of people in that time, and and even today, that they're very strict on the law of Moses, which is the Old Testament. But they have also, those that follow the law, have missed the birth of Jesus. They totally missed it. And so they're still practicing the law. But Jesus comes on the scene in in Lot, um, in the Gospels. And he tells the people that are following the law that, you know, they're, they're not, they're not in the right. You got to believe that God sent his one and only son to be sacrificed. That is the believers, the believers that believe that are considered to be the ones that have the faith like Abraham who is the father of us all. Verse 17, as it is written, a father of many nations have I made you in the presence of him whom he believed, even God who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. In hope against hope he believed so that he might become a father of many nations according to that which had been spoken. So shall your descendants be. Without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body, now as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully assured that what God had promised, he was also to perform. Therefore, It was also credited to him as righteousness. Now not for his sake only was it written that it was credited to him, but for the sake also to whom it will be credited, as those who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he who was delivered over because of our transgressions and was raised because of our justification. And that's the end of chapter 5, or chapter 4, sorry. So we, if you're a believer in what God did, because see, we're, God, we're following God. We're following God and his promises. Abraham followed God in his promises. We have to follow God in his promises. And by following God in his promises, we are following God in, in, in his truth. And we have, if he says that he sent his son, It says here, who believe in him, believe in God, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He who was delivered over because of our transgressions. This is our faith. We keep having faith and we keep believing in God's promises. And those that, I'm going into my thoughts now, those that are rejecting Jesus are not from they're not the children of Abraham. 
It's the ones that keep believing in the faith and keep believing in God and keep believing in his promises. And God has done much more than in Abraham's day. He's now given his son. So we've got to keep believing in his promises. And then we can be, we are the descendants of Abraham. We are counted in the stars, the many stars that are uncountable that nobody can ever know the number of stars. We are the descendants. We, anybody that believes like Abraham believes, anybody that has faith as Abraham had faith in God, in the true in God, he's three persons. He's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. When Jesus left, he promised his the Spirit of God. And who knows the mind of God but the Spirit of God. And it's only the Spirit of God that can bring us into all truth. Those of you that are listening, ask the Spirit to reveal the truth of God, the promises of God, only through the Holy Spirit. Don't ask man. Don't ask man. You have to ask the Spirit of God. That's who's left with us. That's who lives in us. Um, the Spirit might be dormant. The Spirit might be grieved. But all you have to do to ungrieve the Holy Spirit is say, God help me. God help me. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The And all that He did. And all that God did. And the Holy Spirit will start working in your life and the Holy Spirit will start revealing his truth to you. It's so important. I want to say that I haven't been coming on. I've had, we've had a lot going on here. Uh, we've got a lot, lots to pray for. We've got uh, someone that came down with cancer, has cancer, somebody, you know, we've had family members come down with coronavirus and there's just a lot of attacks from the devil. And so that's why I just wanted to pray at the beginning that God knows what we're going through. God's going to deliver us from all of our troubles. We just have to stick with him and look to him every single day. That And, and just never lose that hope um, that he can deliver us from, from circumstances. He's God. He can do, he can do it. He can do it, and we can stand amazed, amazed in his presence, amazed that we are, we can, can go to directly to God with our troubles, and, and, and we, we just serve an awesome God, and I just want to lift those up that aren't trusting in God, aren't believing in Jesus, that they be delivered from the deception of the enemy because he does not want people to believe in his son, in, in God's son. He doesn't want people to believe in him because he doesn't want people to make it into heaven. The devil does not want people to believe in his son because he does not want people to make it into heaven. Ask his spirit. Ask his spirit for guidance. I'll try to come on soon to go into chapter 5. I hope I haven't lost anybody. Uh, Romans is, it gets better. Hang in, hang in there with me and I'll talk to you soon. May God bless all of you. 
and keep on hoping in the one true God that can bring the joy back in to your life. Praise him. He brings joy back. Life can be such a letdown if we let it. You know, we've got the troubles, but we praise him through those temporary troubles. Praise him through the temporary troubles and, and sing to him. Much love to all. All the glory to God. I'll come on soon. Bye.